And joining me right now here on the Mark Moses Show to go over the latest on Florida Tech basketball as the Panthers have a big game tonight at the Clemente Center. It's my good friend, head basketball coach, Billy Mims. Coach, how you doing today? I'm Hey, Mark, it's game day. It's the sun is shining. We live in paradise. And it's game day for college basketball and the Florida Tech Panthers. Can't get too much better than that. You guys are 15-10. and 10. You're on a current two-game losing streak. You have, like you said, you got two games left here in the regular season tonight against Eckerd. You're 11 and two at home. Are you happy two games ago? Cause I know you like the home cooking here in Brevard County. Hey, the Clemente Center at Florida Tech here on the Space Coast has been very good to our Panthers this year. We're 11 and two at home, as you said. And Mark, the, the two losses we have at home, one of them we lost on a last second shot by one point. The other we lost in overtime after missing a free throw with one second left in regulation that could have won the game for us. So we are like less than two seconds away and one one defensive stop and one made free throw away from being 13-0 and at home. So we've been very, very good on the home court. Uh, we haven't been as lucky on the road this year. We've still been very good on the road, but haven't been as lucky. Uh, right now, as you said, we're 15 and 10, but the legacy of this team is we're a lot better than that reg, that, that regular season record right now shows, Mark. On the road this year, we have lost five games in the last minute of play. Uh, again, one of those in overtime and several of those by one point on, say, a last-second shot or last play of the game. So we look at it. We're 15-10 and 10 right now, but easily, easily just minutes, seconds away, a little bit of luck. If the basketball gods and the ball had bounced our way, we could easily be 20-5 and five right now instead of 15-10. and 10. So uh, this is a pretty good basketball team playing in a great league, and we haven't had the most luck of my career this season. But, you know, hey, championships are won in late February and early March. So for us to achieve our goals, it's the right time of the year to get hot and maybe get a little lucky. All right. You have over 500 wins in your career. You've been around basketball your whole life. All right. Are you going to correct me? I know it. Over over 600, Mark. (laughs) I knew knew you were going to correct me. You, You love basketball. What are you seeing there on these away games? Like you said, five of them super close. The ball's not going your way. I don't want you to rip your team like Rick Pitino did the other day where he completely crossed the line. But what are you preaching to the guys, especially when you're having these struggles on the road? Like I said, Mark, I mean, we've talked a lot about it with our team. And we've gone back to we've looked at at some of the road losses. And and we've just come away from it saying, you know, well, we can't do much more than that. We needed to be a little luckier. And sometimes, I, I always say to, to really be a good team, uh-huh. you got to have three things go your way. Number one, you got to have talent. Number two, you got to be healthy. Good teams have their best players available for the majority of the season. And the third thing is you got to be a little lucky. Well, this year we have talent. We have been healthy. The one thing that really just hasn't gone our way we just haven't been lucky. I mean, some teams have beaten us making shots, you know, on the buzzer, falling out of bounds, 
over two defenders off the backboard. Um, we lost the game, as I said, because we're standing at the free throw line and one of our best free throw shooters. Uh, all he's got to do is make the free throw and the game is over. And it didn't go down. And, you know, that's just unlucky because there are times when, you know, nobody's going to be – I don't know a, a single player out there, NBA or NCAA, mm-hmm. that plays a lot of minutes and is a 100% free throw shooter, you know. But when you miss that one with one second left and it's a game winner, that just comes down to unlucky when the guy shooting it's an 80% free throw shooter. So, you know, we, we haven't been lucky on the road. Our last loss on the road this, this past week on Saturday – we were 21 points up with 16 minutes to go. Again, we had played the game about as well as you can play the game. We ended up losing the game by two points to a team that we had beaten at home by 15 points. So, you know, there's, there's a definite difference between home and away. And yet, with 16 minutes to go in that game at St. Leo, we were 21 points up. And what happened is, oh, my God, you blew a 21-point lead. Yes, we did. But what happened was one player for St. Leo got extremely hot. Mm. He had six points in the first half. He scored 22 points in the second half. And again, he was hitting shots over two defenders. He was hitting shots falling out of bounds. And you just sit back and say, there's nothing else we could do to stop that make. And as he was making shots, the frustration grew on us. And all of a sudden we're going, oh, my God, I can't believe he made that. And we're coming down and missing open shots. Uh, Probably worried too much about stopping him as opposed to just saying, okay, let him get hot, but we can still make our shots and still win this game. And and we didn't. So, uh, again, not sound. I I don't blame referees. I never look and say, oh, that call killed us. And, you know, uh, I think we've had really good officiating all year. And as I said, we've got talent. We've been healthy. We'll start a starting five tonight's game that we've been starting all season. And, uh, you know, we, we feel like we have a very good basketball team. And we have been strong, strong at home. We get great crowds out of our home game. And tonight's going to be a fantastic night, Mark. It's the Autism Speaks Night. Uh, we play at 730 tonight at the Clemente Center against Eckerd College. And this is a chance for one of those revenge games. We lost earlier in the year at Eckerd in St. Pete, and it was a close game that we led. We were up late in the basketball game, and one player for Eckerd uh, went on a 12-0 run. He hit three threes, and one he got fouled and made all three free throws. So he had a 12-0 run by himself late in the game. So you better believe we'll be ready for him tonight. But it's a chance for revenge. Uh, this year, you know, you don't like to get swept by any team. We've only been swept by one team in our league this year, and we would like to prevent it being a second team tonight. The one team that swept us, we lost both games to them in the final seconds in overtime. So even the one team that swept us, we had a chance to beat both times. And as I said, tonight against Eckerd, it'll be a chance for us not to get swept by a second team and to get some revenge on Eckerd College at home. I think we'll have a huge crowd on hand. And some people you know at the game, Mark. Yeah. Melissa Parker, who's been on your show many times, uh, runs what's called the Parker Foundation for Autism. 
And because tonight is a national coaches powering forward is what it's known as in the NABC, the National Association of Basketball Coaches. Coaches powering forward, autism speaks. And what it is is an opportunity for college basketball coaches across the NCAA, across junior college basketball, across the whole basketball spectrum for NABC member coaches uh, to raise awareness for the ever-increasing autism that we see in our country right now. More and more children today are being born with autism somewhere on the spectrum than ever before. And at Florida Tech, we're really proud of this, Mark. We have the Scott Center on our campus, and that is a, a center for autism research. So we work really closely throughout the year with the children and families from the Parker Foundation. We are their basketball buddies. And we do basketball clinics with those kids from the Parker Foundation. But also year-round, we work with kids from the Scott Center on our campus and really proud to be a part of both of those programs and the research being done, cutting-edge, state-of-the-art research being done at Florida Tech at the Scott Center to hopefully one day find what exactly is the cause of autism and what we can do to stop it from continuing to occur throughout the world. So really proud to be a part. And tonight is our Autism Speaks Night. We hope everybody will come out and enjoy the basketball, but also maybe make a donation to the Scott Center or the Parker Foundation for the great work they're doing with autism. We're here with head basketball coach Billy Mims talking about his program. Like he said, the game tonight, 730 or so with the tip there at the Clemente Center on the campus of Florida Tech. We go back, all right, 15 and 10. You got two more games left in the regular season tonight and Saturday. Saturday will be a senior day. We'll say, yeah, I know it usually could be senior night. It'll be senior day during the day. Um, if I look at a selection committee, all right, 15 and 10, you guys did great last year in the conference tournament. And, and I think what helps your cause, you beat Nova Southeastern on your home court. They're number two in the country. And then you went there, you lost a tough game by three. I I like your chances, buddy. I know I'm your friend. I think you got to get. <laughs> I think you got to get a win tonight and Saturday, and then I think you got to do some damage in the conference tournament. But I believe in you guys. Well, I think you're exactly right, Mark. I mean, right now our RPI uh, in the NCAA South region, our, our our RPI right now is like sixth in the region. Mm-hmm. So we're in the top ten in the region as far as RPI goes. Uh, our power index is good, and our strength of schedule is good. And you you know because of your – obviously your close work with sports across the board, but you know how the NCAA tournament goes. There's a lot of numbers that the selection committee sits down with. They have a sheet, and it's got all these columns on the sheet. And some of the biggest numbers on that sheet that matter are what I just talked about, SOS, strength of schedule. Mm. We have one of the, the strongest schedules – in the region because of the quality of teams that we played. As you said, we beat the number two ranked team in the nation. They've only lost two regular season games, Nova Southeastern. They're the defending national champion. They were undefeated 36 and 0 last year. The year before that, their only loss came in the elite eight. So they were like 32 and one, but they didn't lose a single game in the regular season. Their one loss coming in the Elite Eight. 
So in the past three years, Mark, in three years, they've only lost uh, two regular season games, one to us at Florida Tech and one to Florida Southern, which are currently second in our league. And we also beat Florida Southern at home. So we beat the number two ranked team in the nation, a defending national champion, earlier in the year at our place at home. And then when we went down to Nova Southeastern Mark, we held them to the lowest. They're the number two scoring team in the nation as well. They average around 105 points per game. And we held them both nights. At Florida Tech, they scored 80 points against us. We beat them 90 to 80. Well, that's 25 points less than their national ranked uh, scoring average. When we played them at their place, yeah. which is where the, the tournament championship game will be, we held them to 73 points, the lowest they've scored in over three years. So defensively this year, that's been a, a mainstay for us. We are one of with the best defense in the Sunshine State Conference. We lead the league in three huge defensive categories. We lead the league in points allowed. We only give up 69 points per game. We're the only team in the Sunshine State Conference giving up less than 70 points per game. We're also one of the national leaders in that category as well. Secondly, Mark, we lead the league in defensive field goal percentage. Our opponents only make 40, 4-0, 40% of their shots. We force them to miss 60% of their shots. So we lead the league, and we're in the top 10 in the nation in defensive field goal percentage. And the third category is we are right there. I mean, we're, we're second, but only by a hair in block shots per game uh, to Florida Southern. Southern and us are 1-2 in block shots in the league. And we have the league's leading shot blocker in Elias Martin, who averages almost three block shots a game. Our team averages just over six blocks per game, and that's good for we're number four in the nation in block shots per game. So we are a tremendous defensive unit. We defend the basket well. We take a lot of pride in playing defense, and you can that's easily seen when you see we go down to Nova Southeastern who average 105 points a game, and we give up 73 points, 32 points below their season average. So, again, I agree with you, Mark. We need two wins this week. We need a big win tonight, a big win Saturday. Would take us to 17-10 and 10 in, the, in the regular season. Uh, the, whoever we draw in the first round of the conference tournament, we've probably already beaten them, uh, at least maybe at home, maybe not on the road. And we would feel confident at this stage about being able, whoever we draw in the tournament. We don't know that until – won't know that until Saturday night. But whoever we draw in the tournament, I'm sure we are going to be confident that we can on that one-off get that win. And at some point, the tournament's going to run through Fort Lauderdale. The, 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 the defending national champions, Nova, are still number one in our conference, the regular season champions, and they will host every round they play of the conference tournament. So at some point, you'll have to go through Fort Lauderdale. Mm. And again, I think our team, last year in the semifinals of the conference tournament, we took Nova to overtime on their floor, losing oh. really disappointing in overtime. And this year, we've beaten them at our place, and we, held, and we lost to them at their place 
73 to 70. So if anybody can go to Fort Lauderdale and beat them, it's the Florida Tech Panthers. And I know one game at a time. You got to take care of tonight. Absolutely. Yeah, you got to go to Saturday. We're going to find out 7.30 with a tip. You want to go there at the Clemente Center. I want to ask you this real quick as we're here with head basketball coach Billy Mims of Florida Tech Basketball. I am friends with him on Facebook and Instagram, so I know this, but I don't know if our listeners know. One of your former players, Sam Daniel, he signed with the Wisconsin Herd of the G League of the NBA. How excited are you for this, for for Sam, one of your former players, coach? Mark, I mean, I'm extremely excited. I mean, Sam, when he played at Florida Tech, he's, he's now in the record books. He holds the record at Florida Tech for the most made three-pointers in a single season. He made over 100 threes in one of his seasons at Florida Tech, over 100 threes in a single season. That's impressive. He also holds the record for the most made three-point field goals in, his, in a career at Florida Tech. And, Mark, how about this one? We talked about Nova Southeastern and how good they are, defending national champions at one of the top Division II teams in America over the last decade. Sam holds the record for the most points ever scored in Rick Case Arena by anybody, not just a Nova Southeastern player. Anybody's ever played in that arena, he scored 48 points one night against Nova when we beat them in his senior year down there. I think the final was 108-104, and it was a great game to watch. But Sam had 48 points and still holds the record for the most points scored in a single game at Rick Case Arena in Fort Lauderdale. And the funny thing when people hear me talking about him being such a prolific three-point shooter, Mark, mm-hmm. Sam is six foot eight. I know. And <laughs> I know. I know he's what you the mean. best three-point shooter in our program's history. Best dressed as well. I love following him. <laughs> hey, he's always doing these like model shoots on Instagram. I know he's going to kill me for saying this, but uh, always Mr. Cool with the outfits. I love it. And dude, advice for him. Hey, just keep grinding. Keep doing. I, right. I know he's he's gone all around the world. He's still trying to live that dream. I just keep doing your thing. And maybe by next season, look, if he can get to the NBA, that would be awesome. If he doesn't, that's still okay. We're still going to root for him. And I hope he knows that. Mark, you know, I mean, people got to realize what they say. Well, you know, a lot of people don't know, but, you know, the, the NBA G League, you are, it's, it's like triple A. If, yes. if you're in Major League Baseball, right? Where, where's the closest you can get to the Major Leagues? Triple A Baseball, right? Yeah. They have a, a minor league system. The NBA only has one minor league, not single A, double A, triple A, one. So the NBA G League is the triple A minor league program of the NBA, and each G League team is affiliated with an NBA team. So he just signed with the Wisconsin Herd, which are the NBA affiliate, the G League affiliate of the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, this year they've had games where they, they're – one of the top franchises in the G League as far as attendance goes. And they've even had Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Milwaukee Bucks Greek freak, has been to games, sat courtside, and watched uh, people that could one day be his teammates with the Wisconsin Herd. Um, and, and I'll say this one other thing. When people say, well, you know, well, okay, I don't know anybody in the G League. Do you know why Sam Daniel got a shot 
why this late in the season there was a roster spot open and he got the call up because the Gonzaga All-American tremendous, you know, all-time great Gonzaga forward named Drew Timmy was averaging about 10 points a game for the Wisconsin Herd this season in the NBA G League. And unfortunately, Drew uh, broke a bone in his foot uh, just in, last month in late January, and it was determined that he would have to have surgery, which would be season-ending for him. Mm-hmm. So that's how the roster spot came open. Drew Timmy, who'd been playing really, really well for the Wisconsin Herd, one step away from the NBA, and he's out with an injury. They had to fill that spot, and they called on Sam Daniel. And what an opportunity it is for Sam now, you know, one step away from his dream, one step yeah. away from the NBA. There are a lot of guys in the NBA today who got their start in the NBA G League, and hopefully Sam may be the next one of those guys. But here's the interesting thing, too, Mark. I was looking at their roster yesterday, and it shows, again, that if you've got the heart and the talent and the desire and the drive, you can get there no matter where you're from. It's not about where you played. It's about who you are and how you can play, right? I looked at their roster, and it was on their roster. Obviously, there was Gonzaga because of Drew Timmy. And then you, you look at there's, there's Kentucky on their roster. Uh, you know, there's all these big-time programs that should go down the roster. Virginia, uh, Michigan, Wisconsin, Kentucky, the blue bloods of college basketball. And then in the middle there, you see Sam Daniel, Six foot eight, Florida Institute of Technology. And I'm like, I bet you people looking at that roster right now are going, where is Florida Institute of Technology? Who is that? So, what great exposure it also is yeah. for the outstanding university that we are, Florida Tech. Now, even in terms of professional basketball, our name as a university is in there among the college basketball blue bloods participating professionally now. So it's awesome. Sam's done a great, great for Sam, but also great for Florida Tech. I'll end with this. I almost never say this story on the air. Coach, do you know how I got my first job out of college? Do you know? Do you know? I never say this. No, I, you probably have told me. I'm sorry. I I've can't never, remember. I don't think I've ever said this story. So the guy who had my job, he was also originally from Chicago. His, right. his girlfriend got pregnant, and he had to leave the job. So a, an opening happened in Iowa at the job I went to. I had one offer, and that was to go to that place in Marshalltown, Iowa, at a little mom-and-pop radio station. That guy, he was he was really good there. He was the same age as me, and I never – I I have no idea what ever happened to this guy. I have no idea, but – him and his girlfriend, they got pregnant. Hopefully everything's okay. Hopefully they got married. You never know. But he had to leave. He had to leave that job. A job came open, and I took that job and ran with it. And that's what I think about. Then, when I was in Virginia, I know this is story time with Uncle Mark, right? So that's all right. When, when I was in Virginia, I did news and politics for two years as a reporter and an anchor. And I was really good at it in my eyes. Probably listening now, I probably wasn't. But at the time, <laughs> okay, I thought I was pretty good. I was interviewing governors, senators, congressmen. You know, I was going to board meetings. 
but I always wanted to do sports. Like I, that was always my thing. And I would beg my bosses, just give me a chance. Give me a chance to fill in on the talk show. Just give me a chance. Right? So after two years of pestering them, they let me fill in with another guy. Right? And I feel bad saying this. We filled in for the normal host. We did it for two days and they fired the other guy. And then, and then I was, I was going to, um, I was going to do it with this other guy and he said, no, I have to leave and I have to marry my girlfriend. I know these are all true stories, right? So I said, I'll host it with this other guy. And this other sports anchor said, no, I can't do it. So I said, screw it. I'll create the Mark Mosey show by myself. And that's how it all started. I know. Isn't that crazy? Wow. I know. And look at, and look at, now we're blessed here on the space coast. To have the Mark Moses show Monday through Friday, every afternoon. And I bring this up, and I appreciate the kind words. I'll send you money through Apple Pay. I think that's what the kids do now. (laughs) Um, You said it. Talent, hard work, and what was the third thing? A little luck, right? Heart. 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 Determination. But, but you know, no, we're talking about to be great. Mm. you got to have talent. you got to be healthy and a little bit of luck. You need a little luck, and you better take advantage. Let, let me give you a great example of why I throw healthy in there, uh-huh. right? I'll give you a great example. This sort of sounds like the Mark Moses story, right? Mm-hmm. How about the story of the Iron Man, right? He yeah. takes the spot of a guy for the New York Yankees. Oh, you're going Lou Gehrig. Oh, you're going Lou Gehrig the for this. The first baseman. How about the story here? The first baseman for the Yankees. All-star, great Major League Baseball player. Plays every day, you know, he's never out. You know, great player. But all of a sudden, one day, he's out sick. Lou Gehrig got the, got the call that day to play first base. And then legendary Lou Gehrig never played again, never missed a game mm-hmm. again until he was diagnosed too sick to play himself. But he took that job at first base that day and went on to become the legendary Iron Man setting the record at that time for the most consecutive games played, most seasons, most games played without missing a day. So, you know, that's why some people say today, I don't feel like going to work today, but you know what? I'm going to go anyway because I don't want the guy that takes my spot today to be the next Lou Gehrig Iron Man. Look, and I'm not trying to be a jerk when I say these things, right? But you – you, we're here with Coach Mims, by the way. I forgot we were on the air because you and me talk all the time. <laughs> so my my thing is you have to take advantage of the opportunity that's presented to you. You have to, you can't sit on your butt. You gotta like you and you gotta be ready also you, for your shot. You know what I think about? I told this to Jeremy Shulman the other day. So like when I try to get motivated, you know what I think about now is from the last dance with when MJ. Where he loses that playoff game to BJ Armstrong, his friend, right? And against the Hornets. Yeah. And like, <laughs> now I'm laughing. So, you know, BJ's like talking trash to him. I beat you. You're nothing. Da, da, da. And George's like, oh yeah. And they show that video. Remember he's in the locker and he's got the baseball bat in his hand and he's got the cigar and he's just waiting for his chance. <laughs> That's what I think about. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like Jordan's hey, the man. Talking, that is the cream of the crop when it comes to greatness. 
you know. Could you uh, want it? I'm sorry. Hey, Michael it. Jordan, his airness is also the cream of the crop when it comes to greatness personified. Yeah, and, and this I'll tell you about Jordan and a guy like Kobe as well and some of the other greats. They wouldn't have embarrassed the NBA All-Star game by half-assing it either. I don't want to hear it. The great ones would have taken oh. it seriously. I'm not kidding around. Hey, hey, people need to go back, Mark, and watch on YouTube, wherever they can find it. Watch some of the All-Star games back when those guys played. Oh, yeah. They didn't have 200-point All-Star games. They took pride. They went out there. You remember when Jordan was uh, on Team USA, mm. you know? He would, he would go to practice and he never wanted to lose a game in practice. You know, they said when he was with the Chicago Bulls that in practice, if the second team were winning, he got, he got really angry and got all the guys with him and said, you go on that team. You play on that team. I'm going to beat you all by myself. He took pride in never ever giving anything but his best. And that's why he's, that's why he's the goat. Right now, today, Mark, that the things he achieved on the court as as both a, a Chicago Bulls player as well as a Team USA player, you know, Michael Jordan always turned up to give his best. Yeah. And, and if you're going to be a champion, that's what you got to do. Champions embrace the grind. Champions embrace the grind. And you know what? The great, the great uh, Green Bay Packers head coach, Vince Lombardi once said, mm. Vince Lombardi said, I have never seen a really successful man who didn't understand the discipline it takes to embrace the grind. That's very well said. His name is Billy Mims, head basketball coach at Florida Tech. They got Eckerd College tonight at the Clemente Center, 730 with the tip. Coach, thank you so much for coming on and good luck in your next couple games. Thank you, Mark, and go Panthers.